website, ojtooks.com. That is O-J-T as in Tom, O-K as in Kite, S as in Steve.com, ojtooks.com. Welcome again to the While You Are Single podcast and enjoy the show. Here is O.J. Tokes. Hello, how you doing? Welcome again to another edition of the While You Are Single podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself last week and uh, just want to welcome you again to another um, edition this week and uh, I hope you'll be blessed. My name is O.J. Tokes and I'm glad that you chose to um, join the podcast and listen to my podcast again. Last week I talked about how God does not withhold good things from those whose walk is blameless or those who walk uprightly. And I hope you were informed and inspired by that message to um, trust God and trust that he has your best interest at heart. So um, this week I want to talk about how um, God is involved in relationships. Perhaps for the past few podcasts that you've heard me um, talk, uh, perhaps you may have heard me suggest or imply that God is in the business of setting people up. Um, God is a matchmaker. Um, God helps be people to be in relationships. And perhaps if you are not in agreement, uh, perhaps it's because over the years I've heard a lot of people say that God doesn't do that. Maybe you've heard that. Maybe that's what came up in your mind that this Tokes guy seems to think God gets involved in helping people select a spouse. I don't think that's true. This Tokes guy must not know what he's talking about because God does not get involved. Um, And I know this is kind of connected to the argument about whether there is one person that you're supposed to marry, only one person in the universe you're supposed to marry, and um, God never tells anybody to marry any particular person and I want to use this podcast to address that because yes I most definitely believe that number one God is the best matchmaker and number two yes he helps make matches because he knows who is best for everyone but let me address the issue of whether or not God gets involved in helping set people together Um, I've heard the question and I've been asked the question before Is there only one person that you can marry? Is there only one soulmate, so to speak? Is there only one person for you in the entire universe that you're supposed to marry? And my first response is this. If everybody got marriage right the first time out, if nobody ever had a divorce, if divorce was not even in a vocabulary, meaning everybody got marriage right the only time out meaning everybody were married once I would not be surprised if everybody in the entire universe declared that yes there's only one person because nobody would have known any different because everybody will have been married and they got it right first nobody had a divorce it's never happened so the general consensus in the entire universe will have been there's only one person nevertheless the fact remains that that's not the case. And yes, I do not believe that there is only one person. No, I don't. I believe that there's a pool of people that you can choose from. I do not believe that um, there's no one, uh, there's just one person. However, I believe that God knows who's best for you. 
And I believe that God can tell you or guide you to the best person for you. Um, God will never force you to go out with anybody because you have a choice. You can choose to accept or reject whomever God has for you. God will not force you to marry anyone, but he can recommend because he knows who is best for you. So the argument is, I've heard, maybe you've heard too, that God will never tell you to marry anybody. God will never specify whom to marry. God will never get involved in that. Yes, he has given guidelines. Just follow the guidelines and choose whomever you want. And I'm wondering if that mindset is one of the reasons why even in Christian relationships we have poor relationships because sometimes the success or failure of a relationship can be determined from its beginning. It can be determined from how it started. Thank God for his mercy and his grace which can turn what was meant for evil into good. Thank God that God can repair relationships and bring them to where he wanted them to be in the first place. But the fact remains that some people feel like God doesn't get involved. He doesn't need to get involved. He's giving guidelines. You can marry whomever you want. So let's go through the word. Let's go through the scriptures to find out if that is true. Some say God will never tell you who to marry. And the key word here is never. When somebody starts saying, God will never do this or do that, I'm like, wow, you must be very, very sure about what you're saying. So let's go and find out. Okay? Now, again, I already told you what I believe. I believe that God does get involved, and God is very much interested in helping anybody who wants to get married to get married. As long as you allow God to have the say-so, as long as you allow God to have the driving will. So let's go through the scriptures and find out whether or not God gets involved. Again, God does not force you to marry anyone. He gives guidelines. One of the scriptures that I've heard of over 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 time is, um, I believe it's in Deuteronomy. It says that I've placed before you life and death. Choose life. And the emphasis is the fact that God gives us a choice. You have a choice. Um, sometimes people overemphasize the fact that God has given us a choice to mean you can choose whomever you want as long as they are a Christian. Just choose whomever you want. I, I would like to encourage people to know that, yes, God says, I've placed before you life and death. But God not, does not only give a choice, he also gives the choice to choose. It doesn't just say, I give you life and death, choose. He says, choose life. Not only is the choice given, but what choice should be made is also given, life. So yes, God gives us choices. And not only does God give you a choice or choices, God tells you this is the best for you. Nevertheless, let's, let's, let's go through the, the word and find out. Does God get involved? Is God involved in any way? Does God tell anybody whom they should marry? Genesis chapter 2, I believe is verse 22. It talks about how God formed Eve from Adam's side and God brought her to him. God brought her to him. She did not bring herself to him. 
God brought her to him. So to me, that's a clear example of God getting involved in sending somebody up. It's clear that God brought the woman to the man. Now, you might argue that, well, Tokes, I don't buy that because, yeah, it says God brought her to the man, but it doesn't say that God told the man, marry her. It doesn't say God told Adam, marry Eve. It doesn't say God told Adam, Eve is your wife, marry her. It doesn't say that. We are the ones that just jump into the conclusion that God brought Eve to Adam as a wife. God only said that is not good for man to be alone and he will make him a helper, not a wife, not a spouse, just a helper like him, period. So we can't use that to say that God brings or God tells anybody to marry anyone. Say, oh, really? Well, <laughs> that's funny. I don't buy that, but let's just take your word for it. You have a point. It is not mentioned that God told Adam anything about Eve being his, being his wife. Okay, let's go to Genesis chapter 24. Genesis chapter 24 is where we first hear of Abraham trying to get a wife for his son Isaac. Abraham solicits the help of one of his servants, the chief servant in his household, to find a wife for Isaac. And in Genesis chapter 24, verse 12, this guy goes to look for a wife for Isaac. In 24, verse 12, Genesis 24, verse 12, this servant prays to God for help. And he tells God, he says, listen, I'm by the well of water where women are going to come to fetch water. If I ask one of them to give me a drink and she obliges and she volunteers to water my camels, let her be the one that you have chosen. Some translations say you have appointed to be the wife for Isaac. The servant said it. If I ask for water, the lady that gives me the water and volunteers to water my camels, let her be the one that you chose, the one that you appointed. And before he finished praying, Rebecca shows up and voila. What do you say about that now? I thought you said God is not involved. Maybe you can argue. Oh no, Tokes. You still don't get it, Tokes. I told you that God doesn't get involved. Yes, we hear about that story, but again, we do not hear God telling the servant, I've heard your prayers. This is Rebecca. Rebecca is the one I have for Isaac. We don't hear that. We don't hear the God telling the servant, hey, okay, I've heard your prayer. Rebecca is the one that Isaac should marry. We don't see that anywhere. So, Tokes, you can't just jump into the conclusion that God is involved in that. We are the ones that just assume that that was God, but God is not mentioned or saying anything to anyone about whom to marry. Okay, good argument. I don't buy it, <laughs> but it's a good argument. So Genesis uh, chapter 2, verse 22, I guess, is not good enough to... Um, I rest the argument that God is not involved. I think it is, but some people don't. Um, Genesis 24, verse 12, apparently is not good for some people. I think it is, but some people don't. So let's go somewhere else. Let's go to the book of Hosea. 
chapter 1. H-O-S-E-A. Hosea chapter 1. Verses 1, 2, and 3. We hear that God begins to speak to a prophet named Hosea. And he tells the guy to marry a promiscuous woman. Other translations say he tells Hosea to marry a prostitute and have a child. Or marry a promiscuous woman and have a child. And if, in verse 3 of Hosea chapter 1 it says, So Hosea married Gomer. Now let me address something real quick. I know it's crazy. It's just one of those scriptures like, Okay God, what are you saying here? This is not a license for you to go out and marry just anybody. But here is the point. God told the prophet to do so. And God told him for a purpose. He was trying to demonstrate the fact that the Israelites were prostituting themselves by worshiping other gods or other idols. So to God, it was like adultery. The Israelites belonged to God, but they were behaving like they belonged to other gods whom they were worshiping which was like adultery a prostitution to god and god was trying to demonstrate that by asking the prophet hosea to marry a prostitute but let's just leave that at that okay the emphasis is whether or not god ever tells anyone to marry anyone and here is a clear example of god telling a prophet to marry someone now, you might argue like, yeah, Tokes, yeah. But again, God didn't tell him to marry Gomer. God told him to marry a prostitute or a promiscuous woman. And Hosea, on his own, chose Gomer to be the person to marry. So again, God will never tell you to marry anyone specific. Now, the argument has changed a little bit from God never tells you anything to God does not tell you to marry anyone specific. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. But it's pretty clear that God told someone to marry within a family or within a kind of person or a kind of individual and the the prophet Hosea chose Gomer. Okay. Yes, I believe that God does tell people or reveal to people or guide people to marry specific individuals. Not only that, he makes that uh, clear. And I'm going to use the last example for this. And if you don't receive this, that's okay. It's no big deal. I just want to encourage you and let you know that God wants to help you out. And the last example is in Matthew chapter 1, verse 19. Here, it tells us about a guy named Joseph who was about to break up with Mary, the mother of Jesus, when he found out she was pregnant. The Bible says, being a just man, he wanted to break up with her quietly. But the angel of the Lord came to him and told him not to be afraid of marrying Mary because the child was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And in Matthew chapter 1, verse 24, the Bible says, Joseph woke up from his dream and he did what he was commanded to do by the angel of the Lord who represents God himself. And what did God tell him? Marry Mary. So that argument that 
God does not get involved or God will never tell you to marry a person is bogus. It's not true. It's deceptive. It's designed by the enemy to hold you back from receiving whom God has for you. It's designed by the enemy to prevent you from receiving God's best. Yes, God is involved. In Proverbs 19 verse 14, it says that a man can inherit wealth and houses from his parents, but only the Lord will give him a prudent wife. And I believe the same applies for a woman. Only the Lord can give you a faithful man. So I want to encourage you to trust God with all of your heart. Do not depend on your understanding. He knows who's best for you. And if you let him, he will bring the right man or woman to you. Thanks for listening to the While You're Single podcast. Hope you're enjoying it. Take care. Until next time, next week, take care. Stay blessed. Thank you for listening to the While You Are Single podcast. We hope that you were informed, inspired, and impacted. OJ Tooks has written a life-changing book titled Rejected for a Purpose, How God Uses Rejection to Help You Find and Fulfill Your Destiny. If you would like to learn more about the book, please visit ojtokesministries.org. That is ojtokesministries.org. If you like Christian inspirational hip-hop, check out OJ Tokes' Christian inspirational hip-hop album, A Breath of Fresh Air, which is now available on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and other music outlets. You can also learn more about his music by going to ojtokesministries.org. Thanks again for listening to the While You Are Single podcast, which OJ Tokes presents weekly every Monday. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share with your friends and join us again next Monday. Until then, take care and stay blessed.